I know what's going on. Traffic. Very informative. And AccuWeather. It's important to know the weather forecast. Always come first. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 107.1. We have a very, very busy day today. we got a lot to get to this morning, so we're going to dive right on in. Trey Ware, KTSA, good morning. Joe Biden uh, had a press conference, uh, if you want to call it that, uh, some sort of confab at the White House yesterday. And he talked about crime in America in which he refused to say the name of Lakin Riley. He has refused to call her family. Now, I'm old enough to remember during the George Floyd destruction of America by BLM, he was praising George Floyd, calling George Floyd a transformational figure in the history of our country. What a wonderful human being George Floyd was, even though we know he was a criminal that was high on all kinds of drugs at the time of his arrest and his death, right? But Joe Biden praised the man. He's a wonderful transformational figure for the United States of America. And yet he refuses to say anything about Lake and Riley. Why? Because he's responsible for her death. And Democrats are responsible for her death. And Democrat voters are responsible for the death of Lake and Riley. And many, many others. He has refused to call the family of Lake and Riley. And now... The Democrat media, meaning you know all the brand names that I talk about on the show, now they are implying that it was her fault because she fought back when he attacked her. You know, if she just would have gone along with the attack, well, possibly he wouldn't have beat her skull in until it was unrecognizable. Now, Biden's going to Brownsville today. Zero crossings in Brownsville on Monday. Only one or two cents. Donald Trump to Eagle Pass, where 563 per day is the average. What I hope happens is Donald Trump will go to San Antonio, Texas, Sanctuary City, San Antonio. <gasps> San Antonio is not a sanctuary city. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. This mayor and the leadership of this city has turned San Antonio into a sanctuary city. Oh, we don't call ourselves that because it's illegal. Just like the mayor in Athens, Georgia lied and lied and lied yesterday saying Athens, Georgia is not a sanctuary city. We have all that sound. Jimmy is now currently loading that sound, and when it's all loaded, we're going to get that sound to you. But I hope that Donald Trump will come to San Antonio and then on to Athens, Georgia to push for Lakin's Law, which will force sanctuary cities to turn over illegal aliens for deportation. The answer to this is on your face. As plain as the nose on your face, Joe Biden, Democrat voters, close the border and deport the illegal aliens who broke the law to get into this country. If you came here legally to contribute to the United States, fine. If you broke our laws to get in here, you get the hell out of here. You don't belong here. You broke the law to get in here. Get the hell out of here and get out now. We don't want you here if you broke the law to get in here. Get the hell out. Athens Mayor Kelly Gertz, no correlation between illegal aliens and crime. Really? Really? Really, Mayor? He was the same mayor, and I, we have this sound, too, that in 2019 said, we're not going to arrest any of these people. We're not going to cooperate. Sanctuary cities like San Antonio do not report illegal alien crime, and illegals are labeled as white. So... They're able to get around this whole concept of, well, the, the illegal aliens, they don't do any crime. No. Mm -mm. In fact, the Athens-Clark County Sheriff campaigned on not cooperating with ICE because of a culture of fear. And this sounds very familiar to our own local law enforcement heads. A video from 2020 showing then-candidate John Williams, who is now the sheriff of Athens, Clark County, said he would not cooperate with ICE. It's not my intention to cooperate with detainers. Building relations... This is where it sounds awfully familiar because our own officials here have said the exact same thing. Building relationships is key, and if we're agonizing or antagonizing people because they are undocumented, then that will build fear into them, and they're not likely to come to us when they need our help. Our, our local officials have said that over and over again. We're going to let these people go. We're going to give them a pass. We're not going to cooperate with ICE because that causes fear in the illegal alien community, and they won't come to us if they're afraid. 
So he said that's that's not something that we are going to be doing, and the people of Athens, Georgia, elected him, and guess what? They have a dead nursing student on their hands because of these Democrats and Democrat voters. In addition to letting criminal illegal aliens pour across the border, Biden let more than 200,000 illegal alien criminals. Now, we already know it's close to about 15 million or more in total he's allowed in the country. But he has allowed more than 200,000 criminal illegal aliens. That means somebody who committed a crime after they got into the country illegally. He let them go free after being arrested for crimes that they committed here. More than 200,000. That is a 57% decrease in arrests of criminal illegal aliens under Joe Biden compared to Donald Trump. So he cut the arrests of criminal illegal aliens in half than what it was under President Trump. Well, that was done on purpose to create chaos in the streets. And one hour from now, you will hear from the man that's going to tell you all about this from blood money. Meanwhile, ICE has arrested 275 illegal alien sex convicts in just the past few days. Let me go through what the situations are so you know. 26-year-old citizen of El Salvador in Houston, Texas, aggravated sexual assault with a firearm. 44-year-old citizen of Mexico in the Bronx, New York, sexual abuse, first degree, person capable of consent, physically helpless. In other words, this person was handicapped and was raped by this 44-year-old citizen of Mexico in the Bronx. 44-year-old citizen of Cuba in Tampa, Florida, traveling to meet a minor after using computer services or devices to solicit certain illegal acts. A 71-year-old citizen of Mexico in Pittsburgh, California, felony continuous sexual abuse of a child. A 58-year-old citizen of El Salvador in Gaithersburg, Maryland, felony sodomy first degree, felony sex abuse first degree. 25-year-old citizen of Mexico in Denver, felony child prostitution and soliciting. 34-year-old citizen of El Salvador in Memphis, Tennessee, felony sexual exploitation of a minor, exhibition of a minor. A 45-year-old citizen of Nigeria in Providence, Rhode Island, felony indecent solicitation of a child. That's only a handful of the 275 that ICE has now arrested in the past few days. By the end of his four years, Biden will have allowed 30 million to come in to America, more than the population of 48 states. Only California and Texas have larger populations than the 30 million that Joe Biden is allowing into the United States, encouraging to come in here, resettling them in the United States. That's bigger than the entire population of the United States was in 1860. Now we're supposed to feel sorry for the illegal aliens in our country. Georgia, where Lakin Riley, say her name, Joe. Say her name in Brownsville today, buddy. Georgia Venezuelans, illegal aliens, are concerned that there's going to be a backlash. I hope so. I hope you're kicked out of the country. I hope that's what the backlash is. I hope you're removed. If you came in here illegally, get the hell out of my country. It's not your country, and you broke the law to get in here. Get the hell out. Go back and come in legally. They're saying that it's not fair that we look at them differently because of these crimes. There's a lot of uncertainty about what's going to happen in the short term. Venezuelan migrant Klinsman Torres told the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, I don't think this is going to end well for us. No, it ought to end with your butt removed from the country. Get the hell out of here. Get out. This is not your country. You broke the law to get in here. Get out. Gigi Pedraza leads the Latino Community Fund in Georgia, saying that we're very concerned because there's a growing narrative against illegal immigration. Well, it's illegal, Gigi. (laughs) Why are you guys upset we're here? There's a growing concern about illegal immigration. We've also been devastated by the narrative that immediately started trying to blame an entire ethnic group. It's disingenuous. 
No, it's not about ethnic group. It's not about your skin color, Gigi. Get that off your get that chip off your shoulder. It's not about your skin color. I don't care what your skin color is. Your status is illegal. I don't care what color you are. I don't care where you came from. It doesn't matter to me. If you broke the law to get in here, get the hell out of this country and come back the right way. Follow our laws. And that has nothing. You're the one who brought up skin color, Gigi, not me. I don't care about ethnic groups. I'm way beyond that. It's stupid to judge people based on their skin color. You judge them based on their actions, what they do. That's what you judge people on, not their skin color, Gigi. You're playing identity politics. Well, you just don't like brown people. I love brown people. I love black people. I love all kinds of people. I don't like lawbreakers who come into our country illegally and then kill our future. Let's go to line one. You're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Bill. Hey, good morning, Trey. How you doing? Doing very well. How are you? I'm doing good. I think I think uh, yeah, he works over your station. He might have told told you about me one time. Yesterday. Uh Bill, 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 Bill. I, I'm going to have to get you in a different cell. I appreciate your call. Please call back a little bit later on because your cell is uh, kind of funky and wonky there. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Trump is going to be an Eagle Pass where many millions have crossed. Joe Biden is going to Brownsville where pff, only a couple have crossed. Today, you know, the media has already set this up as the competing in the battle for the border between the two presidential candidates. Oh, shut up, media. (laughs) Joe is going for a photo op that he announced after Donald Trump announced his. Joe and the media are going to set this thing up to blame Donald Trump and Republicans for the murder of Lake and Riley. Uh, Say her name, Joe. Her name is Lakin Riley. When you're in Brownsville today, Joe, say her name. And, Joe, tell everybody who entered this country illegally to get the hell out. Let's go line one again. Uh, Bill is calling back, so we want to try him again. Bill, hopefully you're in a better cell. Good morning to you. Uh, Yes, I went and turned my radio off, like like the the reception lady said. And yeah, I remember I, I was telling you, but I'm, you know, Natalie, who I see at the little store I work at in the morning, she, she's told about me before, so because I listen to you every morning. I, okay, and uh, I try you there. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, it's okay. Anyway, what I was about that one who said that we should feel sorry for the illegal aliens. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. As a matter of fact, I'll put you this way: I feel so sorry for them. I'd, I'd like to run up blood and put put them out of their misery. Uh, Bill, I could, uh, I gotta let you go. I still can't understand what you're saying there on your cell. Oh, okay. But we'll do it. Why don't you just, why don't you send me a text, Bill, and I'll read it that way. All right. The, the number's the same. 210-599-5555. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. America's Diamond has never sold last Say 210-599-5555. And the two presidential candidates. One was installed as the uh, presidency. He's the one there who is, he is fit for service, says his, uh, his, his mm, doctor. Uh, he'll be in Brownsville today where nothing is going on. The real president of the United States is going to be over in Eagle Pass. Athens Mayor Kelly Gertz yesterday was having a press conference. We were on the air. We were unable to air it yesterday, but we have broken it down this morning for you. I want to start with uh, cut number eight because this goes back to 2019. And he had his hand on an illegal alien resting on an illegal alien. And they have a similar law in Georgia like we have in Texas. You cannot be a sanctuary city. And again, I'll tell you, San Antonio and Austin and Houston are sanctuary cities. Now, it doesn't matter what they call themselves. I can call myself a monkey, but I'm not a monkey. (laughs) Okay? Um, You can call yourself anything you want to call yourself. It's how you act. It's what you do. And San Antonio is just like Athens, Georgia, and so many other places, a sanctuary city. And But by the grace of God, we have not had this happen here. Let's go to 2019 when the mayor, Kelly Gertz, said, yeah, this is how we're going to act. Go right ahead. The Athens-Clark County Unified Government is welcoming to people from all lands and backgrounds and strives to foster a community where individuals and families of all statuses feel safe, are able to prosper, and can breathe free. Sanctuary City. Here he is in cut number two in 2019. Go ahead. 
2019 was not that long ago. You might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country where you had the President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. And you had that notion metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected. Whoa. Because the impact of federal immigration policy on localities has been under such consistent discussion in recent months, I do want to say a few words about this. It's my 18th year as a local government policymaker, and my work has overlapped with four U.S. presidencies and numerous iterations of Congress. All of them have failed to reach agreement on how to handle immigration. Whoa. So he's responsible for the murder of Lake and Riley, too. And the people there had enough of it when they uh, turned out for his press conference yesterday, cut number three, and shouted him down as a liar because he did. He did what he did. He pulled an Ehrenberg. He flat-ass lied to the people of Georgia again yesterday and to the people of the country. Listen to how it went. That term means different things to different people depending on the context of the discussion. Many, many of the elements, many of the elements, we are here to listen. We are here to listen. There will be time for questions. Many of the aspects that are ascribed to sanctuary cities are things that are disallowed by Georgia law. And we contribute a document every year to the Georgia Department of Audits indicating that we do not correspond to these definitions under state law. Okay, now, we'll leave it there for now. But uh, it, it, was, it was stomach turning to listen to him. Again, bring up Charlottesville and the lie of Charlottesville that has been absolutely debunked at every turn. The lie of Charlottesville. And, of course, saying that Donald Trump in 2019 was speaking in the most vilest of terms about people who aren't the same skin color as him. To hell with you, Mayor Gertz. There is a dead woman in your community, and you have not even said her name. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. There's an old joke. When is the best time to buy real estate? Trey Ware, 550 KTSA FM 1071, the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com. And the phones are always open at 210-599-5555. We've been talking about Lakin Riley. Say her name, Joe. Say her name. And then while you're in Brownsville today, instruct everybody who came into this country illegally to get the hell out of this country. Everybody. I'm not talking about skin color. I could care less about your skin color. I'm talking about your immigration status. And if you broke the law to get in this country, get the hell out. Now. So Joe should be saying that. Joe's not going to say that. Trey Holloway organized a rally, University of Georgia, where this happened. He's with the Students for Socialism. He said this is not an issue of the illegal aliens, no. This is an issue of men. This is patriarchy. That women go out and they exercise. They're not afraid of legal versus illegal immigrants. They're not afraid of U.S. citizens. They're afraid of men. This is men. This is all about men. This is all about patriarchy and men killing women left and right all over the place. Cut number nine, Kelly Gertz, the mayor of Athens, Georgia. They have a law like we do here. He violates that law just like they do here. Doesn't matter what you say. Matters what you do. You're not supposed to be a sanctuary city in Texas or Georgia, but San Antonio behaves and performs itself as a sanctuary city. Hell, we have a migrant center where we're feeding them and housing them. We have a hangar over here where we fly them wherever they want to go in the country. Of course we're a sanctuary city. And today they've canceled city council so our mayor can go to the border with the sanctuary president. They're all, the, all of them have blood on their hands. Cut number nine, Kelly Gertz, the mayor of Athens, Georgia, in 2019, saying we welcome everybody. 
The Athens-Clark County Unified Government is welcoming to people from all lands and backgrounds and strives to foster a community where individuals and families of all statuses feel safe, mm. are able to prosper, all statuses. and can breathe free. Yes. <laughs> and then, of course, cut number two, yesterday while he was having his press conference, he brought up the, the lie of Charlottesville and said that Donald Trump was saying vile things about immigrants coming into this country. This is the mayor of... Athens yesterday. 2019 was not that long ago. You might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country where you had the President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. God, unbelievable. And you had that notion oh, metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. Oh, my God. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I have read list after list after list. I've got another list here. 275 illegal aliens in this country in all types of heinous crimes, murder, rape, child prostitution. And I can go on and on and on. He is a liar, and I'm glad. I'm actually glad. I'm not usually for heckling, but I'm actually glad that the people of Athens, Georgia, turned out yesterday to give him an earful. Now, as I've been telling you, the only president in our lifetime that has locked down that border and done a wonderful job, Donald Trump, is going to be in, in um, Eagle Pass today. The other guy has no idea where he is going to be, but he's going to Brownsville where nothing is going on. Let's listen to Brandon Judd, the Border Patrol Union president, cut number five, talking about illegal immigration and how the Border Patrol officers feel about it. Yeah, everything changed under, under President Biden. The way we patrol the border, our operations have changed. The way we vet people has changed. The way we process people through the system has changed. Everything that we do has changed under this administration. And, and it's not about enforcement. It's about getting people into this country as quickly as they possibly can. And so we've become extremely efficient at doing that. And we're all sick of it because we know that if this administration would do what is necessary, we wouldn't have the deaths that we have in this country. Not just like in Riley, look at all of the fentanyl poisonings that we're, we're seeing in the United States. We could stop that if we had the proper policy. He won't give it to us because his open border base won't let him. Cut number six, Brandon Judd continues saying Joe Biden's going to the wrong place today. No, and especially for the Border Patrol agents. They are extremely upset. We're all upset that he is going to Brownsville rather than going to an area where he would be able to evaluate exactly what's going on and, and to come up with ideas and policies to actually secure the border. Rather, he's going to Brownsville. And that's the exact opposite of what President Trump is doing. He's coming right here to Eagle Pass. He's going to see exactly um, what has been done to secure this particular area so then he can expand upon that when he gets back in the White House. That's exactly what policymakers should do. That's what people that govern should do. They should look at the areas that are trouble spots so that they can uh, use what has worked and expand upon that. Biden just isn't going to do that. Joe Biden, in cut number one, had law enforcement at the White House yesterday, and he refused to say the name Lakin Riley. He has refused to call her family. Yet, yet, when George Floyd died of drugs in Minneapolis, he praised George Floyd, the guy who took a gun and held the gun on the belly of a pregnant woman and was high on drugs at the moment of his death in Minneapolis, and this whole country burned. And at that time, Joe Biden was saying, he's such a wonderful transformational figure, but yet he refuses to say Lakin Hope Riley. And what he said yesterday is, I'm coming for your gun, and I'm going to get your gun because your gun killed her. Listen to this. And finally, my plan goes after the scourge of gun violence in America. I've taken more executive actions to stop the flow of illegal guns than any other administration in history. And we beat the NRA when I signed the most significant gun safety law in nearly 30 years. And we're going to finish the job. We're going to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines Liar. next time around because it has to be done. I formed the, uh, the first-ever White, White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention.
And I thank Vice President Harris for overseeing this important effort. Liar. Uh, let me close with this. Our plan's working, but we still have much more to do, as everyone at this table knows. Plan's working. And that's why we're here today. My administration's going to choose progress over politics, and communities across the country are safer as a result of that. Progress Policy. over politics. He's There's the guy no who last week said that Republicans are worse racists than the KKK. That's what he said. His words, not mine. Meanwhile, a corrupt Cook County judge has ordered the Illinois Board of Elections to remove Donald Trump from ballots statewide. They got a primary coming up March 19th, like ours is next Tuesday. Democratic Judge Tracy Porter. Porter claimed Trump violated the 14th Amendment Insurrection Clause. Of course, we all know that Trump did not commit an insurrection or any other federal crime. We also know he has not been charged with inciting an insurrection, much less found guilty of creating and carrying out an insurrection. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to the goons in Colorado and Maine and now in Illinois who are removing him from the ballot and, and refusing the citizens of their state the opportunity to vote for Donald John Trump. And this is part of the reason why the death you see on American streets is part of the plan that Joe was just talking about, that his plan is working. His plan is working just fine. As far as he's concerned, the streets are flooded with illegal aliens, and the illegal aliens have been killing our people. Let me just ask you a question. I don't care, again, I don't care what your skin color is. I really don't. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care if you're black, brown, white, whatever. If you broke our fundamental law of immigration to get into this country, get the hell out, whatever color you are. You don't judge people on the on the content of their skin color. You judge them on what they do. And you broke the law to come into this country, and now you're breaking the law while you're here in this country. Get the hell out. Every one of them should be removed from the United States. And if you want to be here, you go through a legal process to get here. And I don't care how long it takes you. I really don't. Get the hell out. You don't belong here. You broke the law to get in here. It's the same as a crook as a gangbanger who breaks into a house and kills the, the occupants of the house. Get the hell out. And that's exactly the position that this president or any president should be taken. Elaine and I were just talking a few minutes ago because we have loved ones who are young women. I just want to ask you a question. Those of you who call yourself, you know, responsible. And again, I don't care about your politics. I don't care who you vote for. Are you cool with the United States being a place where our young women have to travel around in groups, in packs, because they may get attacked? Are you cool with this country being a place where when a young woman goes to pump gas in her car... She has to hurry up because of the fear of being outside, and she has to jump back in the car while the gas is pumping and lock the door and sit in her locked car while she's pumping gas. Are you cool with this country being that way? Are you good with that? Are you good with these Democrats who are leading these cities saying, it has nothing to do with your crime? You just heard the mayor of Athens say that. Our own mayor has said it as well. Are you cool with that? Are you good with the chaos on the streets of America that have been brought by Democrats and Democrat voters with their policy and their agenda for this country. Are you good with that? Is this the kind of country you want your daughter, your granddaughter to live in, where they have to live in fear on college campuses, off college campuses, wherever they are? They have to be watching, looking over their shoulders, afraid every second of every day, in broad daylight, no less. You good with that? You, you, you're all right with that. Because this is the country the Democrats and the Democrat voters have created. Oh, and sometimes Democrats like John McCain and others, Mitt Romney, wear the R behind their name. But this is what Democrat voters voted for. Let's go to line one. Renee, you're on KTSA. Go right ahead. Congress passed a law in 1835 and 1840 
no settlers west of the Mississippi River. It belongs to Indian Territory. So that's illegal immigration. Get out. Go away. Let's go to line two. Jaime, you're on KTSA. Go ahead, Jaime. Man, that guy was crazy. Um, so anyway, it's sad that they can't even say her name, but, you know, they, they and they want to blame her for jogging. And, I mean, that happens every day. Oh, no, no, the new one, so, the new one, Jaime, is they're blaming her for fighting uh, back. The Democrat media yeah. now saying it may have been her fault because she actually fought back when he attacked her. Yeah, like she's just not done nothing. That's not the way we're built. But the thing that makes me sick and it makes me so, like, disgusted is every now and then on TV I see this George Floyd commercial, how he was such a great man and he was a He was a criminal. He was a, he was a drug-addicted yeah. criminal. Yeah, and, and the only image I can get is, you know, with the crack inside his mouth as he's fighting back. And he, he tried to kill people. He did everything wrong. But yet that's why they wanted to try to forgive him for all his past crimes. So they can put this man on a pedestal. All these Democrats kneeled down and, and, you know, gave homage to this criminal that, you know, was just a bad influence. And, Jaime, bad Hi, Jaime I, girl, I, I appreciate your call. I got to go. But th this <laughs> the America burned because this criminal died. America burned. They won't even say the name of a beautiful, healthy, gorgeous, and productive member of our society, Lake and Riley. George Floyd couldn't hold a candle to Lake and Riley. She was a hundred times the human being that he was. He was a low-life criminal, a drug addict. That's what he was. And this country burned after his death. And yet, the people in authority and power are blaming her, not the illegal alien. You think about that for a minute. Wow. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewel. And Brad, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Brad. Hey, good morning, Trey. Here's a message to all the daddies and granddaddies out there. We live in a country and a state and cities where soft DAs don't enforce the laws and let the criminals out. If you have a daughter or a granddaughter and you care about her safety and she wants to go out and exercise, which is her right to do, make sure they get martial arts training. Make sure they have a concealed carry weapon and know how to carry it and conceal it when they're out running. And then if they don't want to do that, then guess what? you got to tell daughter and daughter or granddaughter, honey, we need to get you a gym membership and you're going to run on inside on a treadmill because we can't count on people to uphold the law and keep these uh, criminals and sinister rapists and people like that off the streets. It's sad we have to tell daughters and granddaughters. Uh, the reality of our modern nation, but it is what it is, brother. We had to, thank you, Brad. Uh, words of wisdom. We had to do that with uh, with one of our granddaughters past Saturday, and in fact, uh, rode with her in the car when she was going somewhere. And that's the kind of country we're we're in right now. And it was created by Democrats, by and large, some Republicans too. But it's created by people voting these Democrats in power because they are the ones that are creating the country. And this is what you get when Democrats create your country, the country you're living in right now. And they have been accepting blood money to create this country. The vast majority of them owned by China. China creating chaos on our streets. China bringing drugs in here. China trying to destroy the United States without ever firing a shot. We're going to do a deep dive into China and how they are attacking the United States. They have declared war on us. And we have got to get rid of the Biden crime family because they are compromised by China. They're on the take from China. Full details at 6.05. Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey, it's Sean. It's getting warmer this morning. Yeah. 550 KTSA FM 1071. The Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. In my view, there is no greater authority on corruption in government and with the Biden crime family than Peter Schweizer. He's been on this show several times before. His great lists of books, profiles in corruption, um, secret empires, red-handed. Wow, what a book that is. And now, blood money. I've been telling you on this show many, many times, China has declared war on the United States of America, and they are being helped in this war that they have declared on us 
by the current occupant of the White House because he is compromised by China through his son selling influence. Hence, you get balloons that fly overhead looking at our nuke sites. You get chaos in the streets. You got TikTok destroying the minds of our youth in this country. Mental warfare happening against Americans coming from red China. Peter Schweitzer is joining me on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline, the author of the new number one bestseller in the world, Blood Money, Why the Powerful Turn a Blind Eye While China Kills Americans. Peter, uh, Trey Ware here. It's great to have you back on the show. I appreciate your time this morning. Trey, I always appreciate the conversations. Thanks so much for having me. They're at war with us, aren't they? Absolutely. Uh, and it's not just Peter Schweitzer saying that or Trey Ware saying that. It's actually China itself. Uh, they adopted a doctrine in 2010 called disintegration warfare. Uh, and it's pretty ingenious. Uh, what it basically says, Trey, is that we're not going to go toe-to-toe with the United States. We are going to try to defeat the United States without going to war. And we're going to do that by exacerbating existing crises and tensions within the United States. It's not to say that they're causing our problems, but they're doing everything they can to magnify them. And the simple fact of the matter is, is you have a massive body count in America, um, whether it's fentanyl, whether it is the pandemic that we went through, but it's also violence in our streets. I mean, they're, they're giving technologies to criminal gangs in the United States that turn ordinary handguns into machine guns. Uh, they've been smuggling these in since 2018, and all of this is carnage. Uh, that is really helping to destabilize the United States, and it's part of their intention and part of their plan. Blood Money contains 939 endnotes. Uh, you got leaked documents in there from the FBI, Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Justice, uh, restricted Chinese military documents, and so on and so forth. In other words, you lay all this out. This is not just you speculating or trying to put 2 plus 2 to come up with 16. You documented everything that's in this book. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so disintegration warfare, we actually quote from the uh, Chinese doctrine, from the Chinese uh, book that was written. It's a book that all military officers in China are required to read. Uh, when it comes to these uh, Glock switches, these devices that turn an ordinary Glock handgun into a machine gun, uh, the fact that China has smuggled thousands of them into the United States, leading to this phenomenon we haven't seen in the since the 1930s, uh, you know, machine gun fire in the streets of America, that all comes from Homeland Security, Department of Justice leaked documents that lay out that China's doing it, uh, the fact that it is being targeted to criminal gangs, and that these gangs now have this firepower. Uh, you can go on YouTube, uh, unfortunately, and find videos. Um, just you know, Google Glock Switch Police, and you will see videos of police driving down the street being uh, targeted by this machine gun fire from gangs that are using these switches provided by China. I want to ask you a question, uh, Peter. Peter Schweitzer is my guest. Uh, Blood Money is the number one book in the world right now. Get it, folks. Go on to Amazon or wherever you get your books and get buy this book. This book will transform your thinking about the attacks and what you see happening in our country today, not only in the streets and the chaos and the crime and the fentanyl being the number one killer of our youth, and we'll get into that some more here in a minute, but TikTok, social media TikTok, yeah. and how they are corrupting and destroying the minds of our children through TikTok. Talk about that, Peter. Yeah, again, we got access to Chinese uh, military journals and publications, and we're having this debate in this country about, oh, is TikTok bad for us? Is it a security threat? There is no debate in China. They are explicit. Uh, quote, a Chinese military officer saying that TikTok uh, is the Trojan horse that is allowing them to reach America's youth. And then I quote extensively where they describe how they use TikTok. In other words, they appeal to emotion. By appealing to emotion, uh, they capture the imagination of young people. They describe in detail about how you need to get young people and you can use TikTok to get uh, kids in the West to reject their historic memory, meaning uh, their actually understanding of history, get them to, to no longer believe in their country, because that makes them open and susceptible to new values. Uh, and then you look at all the craziness online. Uh, there are large uh, operations with Chinese military officers involving thousands of them. Each of them will uh, control hundreds or thousands of um, social media accounts where they pose as Americans 
So you're talking about hundreds of thousands, millions of accounts, social media accounts in the United States. They look like they're Americans, but half of them will say America is a racist society. The other half of them say, I only like white people. And they're doing this to to exacerbate uh, racial tensions in America to make them a lot more um, flammable uh, than they actually are. So I would say, you know, one of the weird things, Trey, is that in a sense, I think you read this book, you're going to feel a little bit more optimistic because you're going to realize we're not perhaps as divided as we think we are. Right. The, the flames are being fanned by China to give everyone the appearance that we're at each other's throats and, uh, uh, you know, the end is about to come. One of my friends, Wes Bunch, is the owner of Bridgehead IT, a big IT company here through uh, Texas. And, uh, by the way, this show goes all across the country, so a lot of people are getting to hear this and, and hearing your voice right now. Uh, last week we had AT&T go down, and they said it was a glitch in some software update. I, I'm really not believing any of this right now. Um, and then we had the farmer, uh, pharmacy uh, cyber attack where people couldn't fulfill their, their prescriptions. Uh, when I talked to Wes over at Bridgehead IT, they do cybersecurity, and he said it's down to the minute-by-minute minute new attacks from China on businesses all across this country. The cyber threat is real, and the FBI director has said it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when our critical infrastructure, like water and power, is attacked by China. Yeah, that's right. And again, this is part of the doctrine. Um, they view social chaos and turmoil in the United States as beneficial to them. Um, you know, Chinese military doctrine uh, emphasizes using uh, trickery and, and uh, secrecy to undermine your enemy. Uh, they call it watch the fire burn from across the river. I mean, in other words, you, um, you ignite a flame, fan a flame, but you're, you're across the river. We had nothing to do with it. Uh, and in the cyberspace, uh, that is absolutely um, part of the problem, in addition to uh, the more direct approach that they take in Hollywood where a lot of the big Hollywood studios, I name them, I name the directors and the producers, who have taken money to finance their films from China. But the agreement is China gets to influence the script. Uh, and, and some of the biggest blockbuster films that people uh, have watched, some of them with their kids, Kung Fu Panda 3, uh, actually are inculcated with propaganda from the CCP uh, that was bought and paid for. And the Hollywood studios, at least some of them, seem happy and content to do it because it gives them access to the Chinese market, and they don't care uh, that China is using this technique to influence our young people. Just one more minute, P uh, Peter. I want to go through a couple of more of my notes here. Blood Money is the name of the book. Mental warfare, um, we, we, you know, that's very clear that that's what they are engaging in right now. Let me ask you, though, because I have my thoughts. Um, was COVID a bioweapon unleashed by them on purpose? Uh, we don't know. I think it was either a lab leak or a bioweapon. But what I point out in the book is two things. Number one, there were a series of things they did to maximize our body count. It was intentional. Once the virus uh, uh, came out, um, it, they intentionally engaged in activities to maximize the body count in the United States. One of the things they did, Trey, was they lied uh, about the fact that it was transmittable from person to person. They knew it two months before they told the world. What do they do during that two months? They cornered the market on PPE supplies. These are the supplies that you know doctors and critical responders use when they're treating people. And we had a massive shortage in this country. Uh, and that was because of China's strategy. And of course, ultimately, lots of people died in the medical community because they didn't have access to these basic masks. The second thing, though, I point out is there's a second equation to all of this, and that is that there are certain people in the United States who, for a variety of reasons, uh, don't want to call China out on this. And I quote extensively from emails from Dr. Fauci and his colleagues where they are effectively covering up for China. They know what China's doing. Uh, they know that China's doing it, uh, but their inclination entirely is always to protect China and their Chinese colleagues. Uh, even though it's leading to the death of Americans. This is the whole Sun Tzu art of war, defeat the U.S. without ever firing a shot. Let's turn our attention to what's happening right now with the Biden crime family and Hunter Biden selling influence, money to China, millions of dollars. And as a result, in my view, we see balloon flying over our nuke sites, taking all kinds of pictures. And now we've seen an army of young men flooding across our southern border directly from China. And as you and I both know, Peter, you just don't get up and leave China one day. You're sent out of China. 
Yes, uh, and there's a huge problem with infiltration. I talk about that in the book. Uh, but if you look at the Bidens, I mean, the Bidens have taken tens of millions of dollars from Chinese entities. As I profile in blood money, one of the reasons that Joe Biden is so quiet of Ch- on China's involvement in fentanyl, and they are involved in every stage. This is not a Mexican cartel operation. This is a Chinese operation from the money laundering to the precursors. There's 2,000 Chinese nationals on the border in Mexico helping the cartels create fentanyl. It's a Chinese operation. Joe Biden will not call them out, even though this is killing 100,000 Americans every year. And so the question is why? And what I point out in the book is the Bidens are connected. There's one degree of separation between those involved in the fentanyl trade and the Biden family. The guy in China who set up the Sinaloa cartel and made them the kings of fentanyl, there's a gang called UBG. It's headed by a guy, Zhang Anli, who goes by the name White Wolf. White Wolf had a business partner. That business partner gave the Bidens $5 million. Uh, This is all completely documented in the book. So the question is, does Joe Biden really want to have a conversation about China's involvement in the fentanyl trade? If he does, it will blow back directly to him and expose the fact that he has this financial relationship. So that's an example, I think, of the kind of policies that Joe Biden is not going to talk about precisely because of the graft and the corruption that you were talking about. Well, and uh, not to mention the documents at the Penn-Biden Center that China paid a million dollars a year for so that they could go in and read that. And what I believe to be an operative who was put into place, what's her name, Kathy Chung, I believe, put into place to be a, an executive assistant to uh, Joe Biden. He's corrupt as, as the day is long uh, and owned, in my view, by China. Peter, I know you got a million of these things to do today. I can't tell you how much I appreciate, number one, your hard work uh, and all of your books and all of your digging, and number two, your availability to me because the people in this state appreciate you and appreciate what you've been doing to expose the corruption that's going on. Well, thank you, Trey. God bless. We've got a wonderful, beautiful country that we all love, uh, and it's worth fighting for. So Amen. thank you for all you're doing. Thank you, Peter. Have a great day. Blood Money. Blood Money. Blood Money. That's the name of the book. Pick it up and read it. Everybody needs the info. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, this is Bob Webster for my friends at South Side of San Antonio. Major, major, major accident over there, and it's got traffic tied up for miles and miles and miles. Avoid 37 on the south side of San Antonio, uh, if at all possible. A um, couple of pieces of sound for you this morning. 622, Trey Ware, KTSA. First of all, my interview with Peter Swizer will be on my page, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. I'm getting a lot of texts about that right now. Apparently, the... the uh, uh, our stream cut it off halfway through, but the entire interview will be on my page, uh, and it's a podcast at the Treyware page, KTSA.com. The mayor of Athens, Georgia, came out yesterday. As we now know, Joe Biden is going to Brownsville, chasing Donald Trump down to the border. Brownsville, zero crossings on Monday, three total this week. Donald Trump will be an Eagle Pass today. You'll hear more about that coming up at 635. Joe Biden refuses to say the name Lakin Hope Riley, and he has refused to call the family. In addition to letting criminal illegal aliens pour across the border, Joe Biden also has allowed more than 200,000 to roam free throughout the country. I'm talking about criminal illegal aliens to roam free throughout the country. And the mayor of Athens, Georgia, Kelly Gertz, in 2019, this is cut number 9, 2019-2018, stood next to an illegal alien said he welcomes illegal aliens to Athens, Georgia. The Athens-Clark County Unified Government is welcoming to people from all lands and backgrounds and strives to foster a community where individuals and families of all statuses feel safe, are able to prosper, and can breathe free. The sheriff of that same county said, we're not going to work with ICE. We will not do detainers because it's going to scare the illegal aliens. By the way, our, our local law enforcement has said the same thing. We don't work with ICE because it scares them. And when the illegal aliens need us, we don't want them to be scared to hell with that. If you're in this country illegally, get out. Leave this country. And that's not a racial statement. I don't care about your skin color. I care about your legal status in this country. And if you broke our immigration laws to come in here, you get out. That includes white people and brown people and black people. I don't care about your skin color. I care about what you do. Cut number two, yesterday that very same mayor of Athens, Georgia, 
said, oh, but you ought to remember 2019, Donald Trump was saying horrible things. Listen to this. 2019 was not that long ago. You might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country where you had the President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. And you had that notion metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. Charlottesville. In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected. What a piece of crap. Let's go to uh, line two. Mike, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, hey, hey, listen, uh, I just happened to be in Georgia last week uh, while I was at the Atlanta race last uh, Sunday when this incident took place. Uh, listen, um, hey, listen, this guy, uh, Joe Biden, uh, he shouldn't even be allowed. Trey, as far as I'm concerned, he shouldn't even be allowed into the state of Texas uh, after what he's done. Uh, Greg Abbott has damn near got on his knees for the last three years and begged Joe Biden for help on the U.S. southern border. And for Joe Biden to come down to Texas today and take credit for things that shutting down Brownsville and maybe keeping the illegals out, it's, it's a total insult. Greg Abbott is the reason why Texas is even close to being shut down from these illegals. Uh, Joe Biden is the biggest disgrace that's ever stepped foot into the White House of America. And for that young girl, 22-year-old girl, should be alive right now, Trey. If Joe Biden, that man came into the USA in 2022, and guess who the president was in 2022? Not Donald Trump, Joe Biden. So if Joe Biden even has the nerve to come down to Texas today and try to blame the border crisis on Donald Trump, he ought to be ashamed of himself. He he is a gutless coward, and I thank you for my call. This be safe, Mike, out there on the road. ICE has arrested 275 illegal alien sex convicts in the past few days. Don't tell me, Mr. Mayor, this has nothing to do. You can't conflate the two. 26-year-old citizen of El Salvador in Houston, Texas, aggravated sexual assault with a firearm. 44-year-old citizen of Mexico in the Bronx, New York. Sexual abuse, first degree, person incapable of consent, physically helpless. In other words, a handicapped person. 44-year-old citizen of Cuba in Tampa, Florida, traveling to meet a minor after using a computer or devices to solicit certain illegal sexual acts. 71-year-old citizen of Mexico in Pittsburgh, California, felony, continuous sexual abuse of a child. 58-year-old citizen of El Salvador in Gaithersburg, Maryland, felony sodomy, first degree, felony sex abuse, first degree. 25-year-old citizen in Mexico in Denver, felony child prostitution soliciting. 34-year-old citizen of El Salvador in Memphis, Tennessee, felony sexual exploitation of a minor, exhibition of a minor. 45-year-old citizen of Nicaragua in Providence, Rhode Island, felony indecent solicitation of a child, and I could go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And yet, the media today says, you know, the problem was she fought back. Had she not fought back, then she'd probably be alive. Total and complete scum. This is what Democrats voted for. Democrats created this and the blood of Lake and Riley and the rest of all those other victims is on the hands of Democrats and their voters. Back in just a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hi, it's Jack Riccardi, and with the up... Trey Ware, 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. Good morning to our friends in Maine, in North Carolina, in California, and Ohio listening this morning. The number of violent crime victims surging 42% during Joe Biden's first two years in office. And the number continues to go up and up and up. And he won't even say the name Lakin Hope Riley. Today, the real president, Donald Trump, is going to be south of us in Eagle Pass, not far from where we are, the epicenter of the illegal alien crisis in America. Meanwhile, the very mentally deficient Joe Biden is going to be in Brownsville. Caroline Levitt is joining me now on the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. She's going to be in Eagle Pass today with President Trump. Caroline, it's great to have you here on the show this morning. Hey, thanks, 
Trey, so much for having me, and we're really looking forward to visiting your home state today. Well, it's great to have you here, and uh, this is something that we have been obviously deeply affected by here day in and day out. And, Caroline, I can tell you, the people who listen to this show all across the country, we all know that the only man who has ever done anything about this border to, to any helpful extent was Donald Trump, and we need to get him back in office ASAP to fix this problem and the murder and the mayhem that is being caused by an open border under Joe Biden. Amen, Trey. You get it. And I know your audience does, too, because you guys are on the front line of this border invasion that we've seen take place over the past four years. And as you all know well, this wasn't happening four years ago under President Trump's administration. He created the most secure border in American history, built 500 miles of border wall. Where that wall was built, there was an 87% decrease in illegal crossings. Our United States Border Patrol were empowered to actually do their jobs, as well as our ICE agents throughout this country within our communities. They were able to actually coordinate with state and local law enforcement to deport illegal criminals who were causing chaos. All of that has changed in the matter of three years, and now, unfortunately, we are seeing the tragic repercussions of it. Americans are losing their lives. You mentioned the tragic case of Lake and Riley. The sad truth is she is not the only one. There are far more victims of violent crime at the hands of illegal criminals who shouldn't be there in the first place. And this migrant crime is completely preventable. That's the most tragic part about it. President Trump will get to work to fix the border crisis on day one as soon as he is inaugurated. He'll secure the border, and he'll get to work launching the largest mass deportation operation in American history to clean up our communities as well. Amen. Brandon Judd is the head of the Border Patrol uh, Council, uh, the union. He's been on this show many, many times, and we have chronicled the crime that has been brought by illegal aliens into this country by Democrats and Democrat voters. Remember, we're living in the world that they created, Democrat voters, Democrats, and Joe Biden. And I have been very clear, if you vote for any Democrat on the upcoming ticket, you're voting for more murder, more rape, and more mayhem. It's very clear. I want you to hear what Brandon Judd had to say yesterday, Caroline, because uh, he, he's very upset, with uh, obviously, with what's going on in the country today. And basically, just to put it in you know common vernacular, uh, the president, that's Biden, gave him the finger and said, I don't want you in Brownsville. But Donald Trump said, come to Eagle Pass. And this is what Brandon Judd had to say yesterday. Cut number six, Jimmy. Cut number six. Yeah, everything changed under, under President Biden. The way we patrol the border, our operations have changed. The way we vet people has changed. The way we process people through the system has changed. Everything that we do has changed under this administration. And, and it's not about enforcement. It's about getting in, people into this country as quickly as they possibly can. And so we've become extremely efficient at doing that. And we're all sick of it because we know that if this administration would do what is necessary, we wouldn't have the deaths that we have in this country. Not just Lake and Riley. Look at all of the fentanyl poisonings that we're, we're seeing in the United States. We could stop that if we had the proper policy. He won't give it to us because his open border base won't let him. Cut number seven. He says that Joe Biden is going to the wrong place. No, and especially for the Border Patrol agents. They are extremely upset. We're all upset that he is going to Brownsville rather than going to an area where he would be able to evaluate exactly what's going on and, and to come up with ideas and policies to actually secure the border. Rather, he's going to Brownsville. And that's the exact opposite of what President Trump is doing. He's coming right here to Eagle Pass. He's going to see exactly um, what has been done to secure this particular area so then he can expand upon that when he gets back in the White House. That's exactly what policymakers should do. That's what people that govern should do. They should look at the areas that are trouble spots so that they can uh, use what has worked and expand upon that. One Biden quick thing, Caroline, as I get you to comment on what Brandon Judd had to say. One quick nope. thing. You, have a, you yeah. have a lot of allies here. You have an ally in Brandon Judd, and you have an ally in our governor, Greg Abbott, who's working hard to secure the border here. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. Yes, absolutely. Both Governor Abbott, Brandon Judd, no one knows what's going on at the border better than they do. They've been fighting this tooth and nail. And Joe Biden's administration has actually made it more difficult for them 
to secure the border. Imagine that, the federal government waging a lawsuit against the great state of Texas, your state, when Governor Abbott attempted to put physical barriers up, and he was successful in that. And now you've actually seen a shift in the migration path of these illegals who are now headed for California and, and Arizona. Why? Because walls work. President Trump knows that. Governor Abbott knows that. And the illegal immigrants know that as well, by the way. That's why they changed their course. The only person who doesn't know that is Joe Biden, who is not going to the border today to actually fix the crisis, as Brandon Judd said. He's going there for a photo op. He's going there because his handlers know that he is weak on this issue and it could single-handedly lose him the election in November. But we cannot we cannot accept this last-minute insincere attempt by the Biden administration. They already have blood on their hands. It's too little, too late, too many lives lost. And President Trump believes that one American life taken at the hands of an illegal is one too many, and that's why he'll fix this crisis on day one. And I will let you go because you have so many other things to do today. But one final thing I'll just bring up. With President Trump going to the epicenter of all this, um, I, I'm also sure that he can't wait to talk with the family of Lakin O'Reilly, uh, the family that Joe Biden has refused to call. He won't even say her name, and he's not even going to call that family. But I know Donald Trump, and I know how he feels about getting in touch with families who are going through this type of thing. Absolutely, and I'm sure you'll hear more about that today on his visit. So please stay tuned in. The president will be speaking around 2 o'clock Central Time. And we appreciate Texas. We love Texas. God bless you guys. And the president is really looking forward to being there today. You tell him we support him and keep his head up and keep up the fight. Thank you, Caroline. I appreciate your time this morning. Amen. Thank you. Caroline Levette joining me here on 550 KTSA FM 1071, the Treyware page, KTSA.com. Again, all the interviews. I had uh, Peter Swicer on about blood money in the last half hour. And uh, the interview there with Caroline as she is with President Trump right now. She's a spokesperson for President Trump. Uh, and that is also up on the Treyware page, KTSA.com. Back in just a minute, KTSA. Finding great candidates to hire can be like... And by the way, that accident's over there on 37. It's right there at Fair, Hackberry, uh, South Cross on the southeast side of town. It looks like it's uh, northbound, but southbound's also being affected. Uh, whichever way, he actually went the median between the two uh, directions. Uh, looks like the white pickup, uh, a white service truck of some kind, and it cut the truck completely in half. Just sawed it right in two. He went through the Armco barrier and then into the uh, highway sign, the overhead highway sign, and just cut the truck in half. So, again, that's right there. You know where the Little Red Barn is, that four-corner area? Okay, it's right there. And if you can avoid that area on I-37, please do. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck for a long time. All right, so Mitch McConnell has announced that his upcoming retirement in January of 25. Hey, Mitch, just go now. <laughs> Listen, we don't need you anymore. Hey, thanks for your service, but get gone. Uh, let me go through some of this sound, and if you want to jump in here, 210-599-5555. So Joe had his uh, physical yesterday, and his doctor reportedly said he's fit for duty. Bum, bum, ba -dum, bum, bum. And the rest of the world, uh, again, don't believe what your eyes and your ears tell you, because <laughs> their eyes and your ears are lying to you. We're telling you the truth. Joe is fit for duty. Dr. Kevin O'Connor is his name. What's interesting? I'd just like to point this out. With all previous presidents, when the doctor announced that they had this, that, or the other, or they were fit and whatever, they would come to the White House and stand behind the podium and let the press corps ask questions about the physical that the, that the president just went through. All other presidents have done that. They've all stood there, all the doctors have, and answered questions of the press. Well, well, except this one. Cut number eight here. Corinne Jean-Pierre was asked about this yesterday. She, of course, there was no cognitive test that was issued. I'm much younger than Joe, and every time I do my physical, I have to do a cognitive test. We all have. But they didn't give one to Joe. Wink, wink, nod, nod, sure. And Corrine said, well, you know, he takes a cognitive test every single day by running this country. But then she was asked, why don't you bring the doctor in here and let him answer the questions? And this is what she said. And the president said that they thought he was too young. So, you know, you heard from the president. He talked about this uh, when he was asked. And so, look, as it relates to Dr. O'Connor, look, this is someone who has served under Republican and Democratic uh, presidents in the White House as a military physician, extensively in the field as well. Uh, and, uh, and so he is 
well respected and let's not remember let's not forget there was a he has he did this with a team a team of 20 20 mm -hmm. doctors who participated mm -hmm. in completing uh the president's uh, physical at walter reed so it wasn't just him there <laughs> yeah, were that wasn't the uh, question, specialists huh? that were part hey, of this as well hey, babe. and uh and i think that's important to note hey and babe that wasn't a question <laughs> the question was why don't you bring the doctor in here and let us ask him the questions? That was the question. Cut number 10, Jimmy. Meanwhile, over on Jeopardy, we found out a new word is out there. We talk about pronouns all the time and how, according to Ben Shapiro, people in the medical community are harming people for not saying the right pronoun at the right time. We we have people who are running out of city council meetings because they get offended because you didn't call my right pronoun. You called me by the wrong pronoun. Jeopardy. Neo pronouns. Listen to this. Zem, Zers, Zemself. Chris. What are pronouns? Those are pronouns. Neo. Neo pronouns. Did you hear that at the end? Neo pronouns. That's right. No longer do we have just regular old pronouns, because that's dull and boring. No, we have neo-pronouns that you are to learn and that you are to keep up with, because if you don't, you go to jail. You're canceled first, and then you go to jail. Richard Lewis, hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. Died of a heart attack, 76. He had Parkinson's disease, several surgeries, retired from stand-up comedy. Was out of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, a show that's based on his life, really. By the way, Hollywood is dying. There have been a number that have died here recently from heart ailments, uh, all of them vaxxed to the max. I don't know if there's any connection with that. Like the young athletes, vaxxed to the max and they're all dying. Interesting. We've all seen the Venice Beach Boardwalk, haven't we? That's where the scantily clad on skates skate up and down there. That's where Arnold Schwarzenegger first was exposed to the American public because they all lift the big weights there. That's where, you know, the be the beach the boardwalk at Venice Beach. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Well, now, you could take this next story in two possible ways. And maybe you have more, but I took it in two possible ways. Either this is real and it's an indictment upon our culture, which is in the toilet, pure hell. Hell in a handbasket, our culture. So it's either real and it's hell in a handbasket culture, or this is all about getting clicks on your TikTok. One or the other. You see, everything that happens in our culture today, you have to ask. you you got to ask the question, is this real or is this made for TikTok? Because most everything that happens, like the Jeopardy thing, that whole thing with neo-pronouns? Nobody would care about Jeopardy. They have to keep Jeopardy in your mind, front of mind. And the way they do that is they come up with crap like that, and they it gets broadcast everywhere, and now Jeopardy is in you know top of mind in the news. Venice Beach, the boardwalk. You got a naked woman. Totally. She ain't got a stitch on. She's jumping around while you got a black woman over here. It picks up one of those clubs that has the spikes on the end of it. And she's chasing the naked woman around. The naked woman's trying to fight her back. It's like the kung fu thing. And you got the old spike clubs twisting in the air. And she's trying to hit her with a spike club. And the naked woman charges the woman with the spike club. And she drops it. And the naked woman picks up the spike club. And she's throwing it around. She never hits her. They never hit each other. And then the other woman who dropped the spike club, she picks up a baseball bat. So now you got a baseball bat and a spike club, and they're going after each other. But they're not hitting each other. They're just swinging them in the air. That's going to get you a few clicks, don't you think? On the Venice Beach boardwalk, just a naked woman would get you some clicks. But a naked woman wielding a spiked club against a woman with a baseball bat? Now, now you're at TikTok fame. Where in Rima up next, KTSA. Quality. Here at John Wayne, it's not just.